0: You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy.
1: do doing later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes
0: Celtic Stuff Live. With your hosts, Justin Poolin and John Duke. Welcome
1: to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. I'm your host, Justin Poolin. (laughs) Yes, that over there is John Bobblehead Duke. trying to crack me up during the uh the intro there but hey 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 people are looking at the Celtics six, like the sixth best team in the league they're four and one they're sitting up above Milwaukee and Toronto right now we knew that that you were right that New York game definitely a little bit of a sleep potential sleep attack on the Celtics but the injuries you know at some point it's just tough. The depth just isn't there yet. And so getting somebody like Jalen Brown and Ennis Cantor back would, boy, help this team quite a bit, um, especially in, in games like that. But at the same time, they find a way to pull it off. Jason Tatum hits a game winner. And the team is just legit fun to watch. Even if they had lost that game, I don't think my mood would have gotten
0: sour. No. Well, yeah. I mean, like, look, last year those games were – you know they were twenty point losses right I mean that's that was always the issue and and you never knew it was going to fall off the edge and it's just it's so nice just to see forget the record I mean the record's nice I'm not saying that it doesn't matter it it matters a lot actually uh because I was very you know um concerned about how the Celtics could do in the in the early going but four and one is amazing but but probably more importantly the way that they've looked in doing so uh I know that since the weekend, there's been a lot of, well, there are problems, though they're four and one. There's been a lot of think pieces about that. But look, if you told me they were four and one after this and, and really played really well against Milwaukee, played really well against Toronto, with or without Kawhi Leonard, I don't care. I mean, that's, that's a solid win right there. And, and I thought they played decently both teams were uneven against philly so to look back on five games i am I'm, I'm all for it and and looking at what it was as they go on the road here there's some there's some easier teams to face out on the road so all things considered i think there's a lot to be to be happy about and i think a lot of the the negativity will probably bear itself out it's what's going to happen when you have a Bench full of rookie players. They're just, they're, everyone's unproven, you know, and when you have injuries and you have to pull what you do have of players who have been there, done that, know what they're doing, uh, you know, you pull a Marcus Smart into the starting lineup, you know, you pull, you remove an Cantor from the situation, uh, you know, you remove Rob Williams from the situation. I mean, look, that's, you're, <laughs> you're gonna be laid bare there a little bit. You're getting bit, thin. Right? Yeah, you're yeah. getting
1: thin and, Speaking of thinning out, Carson Edwards just about sick oh. of it after lighting oh. up the summer league and lighting up preseason and then total rookie jitters, just not quite, just not as precise. He's getting open lugs. Or he's at least freeing himself up as much as he did in summer league and preseason. It's not like the defenses are so much faster that they're bothering his shot. Like he's getting looks. He's getting a clean shot off. They're just not falling. So what does he do? Ah, oh, he cuts his hair, he cuts it off. Like sponsored he, by Manscaped five, <laughs> five games into the season. And he's had it. He has had enough. He is going streamlined rally cap, shaving it down, baby, shaving it down. And, and I like it. too. did too today. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Ojele yeah. too. What so, does he even look
0: like? I loved his hair. You got Jalen. Now you got, you got, uh, baby palm tree man. And now we're, we're at Ojele. So, all right.
1: So here's the thing. Crazy. Carson, Carson looks better. Does look better. It looks good. Yeah. O'Shulay and Brown, I think I haven't seen O'Shulay yet. I'm going to look it up right now. But something tells me that O'Shulay does not look better either.
0: I think he I think he's
1: fine, you know. It's I no good for Brown, dude. It's no good for Brown.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I th- I thought he'd done he'd done his uh he kind of been over that with the the high top fade. I think it was time to do something different. You know, the question – and I think it worked out well for him. He played well under that. So, look, I don't I take nothing away from Carson Edwards and Semi Ojale to say, like, you know what? You know, those those dreads didn't have any buckets in them, and so now they're going to – they shave him off, and and now they're going to do what Jalen is, is really light the world on fire. Sounds good to me.
1: I'm down, dude. I am down. You know what, though? Carson Edwards, at least he acknowledged. You know what I mean? Like, he's off. He's off. He knows he's off. And, you know, it's just little things like this. It reminds you of playing on the high school team or the junior high team or whatever. Like you would do those things that were fun to just kind of like shake the rust off and get the get you out of your head, you know, stay loose and all that. And that's, again, a big difference from last year. They're just doing little things like that to just try to have fun with it and keep keep it light and just go out there and and play the game so i'm pumped dude i'm pumped about this team i'm really enjoying uh everything that they are putting out on the court right now it will be better when when you have you know a little bit better health but that's the way it goes early in the season and certainly the Celtics aren't the only ones fighting through health issues it feels like my whole fantasy team is totally on the shelf and they're not even (laughs) people would like You know what I mean? Like injury histories. Like it's just bizarre stuff. So even the Clippers getting punished a little bit in the early going. And, you know, you look at a team like the Houston Rockets and they're fully healthy and they lose to a Miami team. And that is right up there at the top of the Eastern Conference with us. Do you think that's sustainable? Like, I know we're here to talk about the Celtics, but do you think that Miami thing is a fluke, or do you think it's sustainable? Because everybody's going, oh, yeah, they kicked the crap out of the Rockets, so it's legit. And I don't think one game ever is legit.
0: Well, especially with Houston. I'm not sure what to make of Houston right now. There's, they're all over the map and and more off the map. <laughs> Yeah, they have, they have not looked good in, in, in number of different instances. Not only losing, you know, having a big, a big lead and then blowing it against the Bucks, but I think, I think Miami could be for real. Uh, you know, their lone loss, uh, you know, came to Minnesota. Um, you know, but at the same point, you know, they, so they, they beat Milwaukee just as the Celtics did, but it was Memphis, Atlanta without, um, uh, without, uh, you know, without Trey, uh, you know, and the, and then, you know, they go and they, they beat Houston by a big number. I mean, I, I think that there's something there for real. I think they're gonna push for a home court in the first round. I've thought that really throughout. I thought they were gonna be a tough out this year. Uh, we're certainly seeing Indiana's kinda going the other direction. Uh, Charlotte's 500, which no one would have guessed at this point in time. Uh, but, but I think, yeah, I think Miami is, a playoff contender. Uh, I don't think they're at Boston's level. We'll find out soon enough. It, it, to me, it's, they have a lot of pieces that, that are clicking and, and none coming in and Tyler hero coming in and really kind of adding some support there. And, you know, they've been without Jimmy Butler a couple of times too, with due to the birth of uh, his child. So they, I think it'll be interesting. I don't expect to see them as a two seed when we get to, undrafted
1: J. 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 undrafted none though crazy, huh guess who picked yeah. him up in his fantasy team me. That All guy. right, everybody follow Celtic stuff live on Twitter at CSL underscore tweet live as well as your host. I'm at CSL underscore Justin. John is at CSL underscore Duke. The entire CLNS media network at CLNS media, Facebook.com slash CLNS fans and download the CLNS media app for iOS and Android. Simply search CLNS media in your app marketplace, YouTube.com slash CLNS media for high definition, full length locker room interviews and the garden report yeah baby and yours truly celtic stuff live like it
0: i like it yeah yeah
1: that's good stuff to, i mean i read this every week yes just every week a little, i
0: read this little, little tweak little little I turn just to it we got to play with it a little bit you
1: know what i mean so I like that. by the way Shemi kind of reminds me a little bit of marcus
0: morris <laughs> <laughs> do you see it like, if you got, uh, got
1: the beard out a little bit more.
0: Oh, um, you're saying looks. I thought we were talking yeah, game. Look, I'm like, like, no. Where are we going with no, that?
1: No, no, look at – there's a couple of pictures. I think this is Forsberg's Twitter. But he's, like, straight on looking at the camera, and he's got the beard up a little bit. Uh-huh. It's kind of looking up. And he looks a little bit like Marcus Morris to me.
0: Wow. Interesting. Right. Jeez. I, you know, you're right. With the uh certainly with the hair, I, no one would would make that comparison. You know, but I think he looks like like super sized Kemba a little bit.
1: Oh, I can see
0: that. Yep. You it's know, a, he doesn't have the, the little right. He's not skinny. You know, He's the, like beefy right. Kemba. Right. He's like you know. Uh, He's beach body Kemba. Yeah. He, it's before <laughs> and after, and and truthfully, he pretty damn good. <laughs> if, I was, if I was built like Kemba, I don't think I'd do anything different. But uh, hey, if uh, if I look like Shemmy, that would be so bad either. So yeah, that's all good.
1: <laughs> uh, dude, that was...
0: Heading into the <laughs> Oshale factory, you know, punching the clock, doing the thing. Anyway, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, jeez. Yep. If that guy I can make a shot, commercial before you know it. Yeah yeah you know, that's the thing about the Celtics. He could be like
1: the Hulk version right like David Banner is kemba and shemmy is the is the Hulk.
0: Don't make me angry. you won't <laughs> like me if I'm angry. <laughs> the problem is when you when you make him uh angry that there's a problem with that. The problem is that you end up shooting let's see uh twenty four percent from three yeah <laughs> yeah. Your utilization rate definitely goes back. He's o for, o for the season so far from 3. Uh,
1: that's why I cut yeah. his hair then.
0: Yeah, don't make him angry, please. <laughs> that's not good for us right now. Do you think he could turn it around? Uh, talking Chimpy? about the fence. Yeah. Yeah, do you think he gets a couple shots going? You no, think he gives- I think no? this
1: is I think this is who he's been. He's yeah. he's like right on the cusp there, and he plays great defense against Giannis, and he's a nice little piece. But I I think the window's closing for Shemmy. I really do, and uh not in that Jordan Mickey way. I think he could be serviceable, but he's always been more of a three and D guy. He's never been one to drive to the rim, despite the fact that he'd be an absolute truck if he did, and anybody who got in his way would pay. It's too, I don't know if he just doesn't have the – does he just not have that first step? Is that why he can't get around the corner to get in there? I don't know what it is. And why don't they have him cut more? Is it a hands thing that he can't receive the pass on the move? I don't know. But none of that stuff is in his game. He's parked out pretty much beyond the three-point line when he's out there, and that's his role, right? And then defensively, they call on him to body up a big when you know they're an undersized team, not just – they don't just call upon him for Giannis, although that's going to be his claim to fame in Celtics lore. You know, when he finally moves on and Giannis has a huge game against the Celtics and takes him out, you know, we're all going to be like, remember when we had Shemi Ojale? Oh, it was great. You could just call his number and he'd come in and take care of it, you know, and like, we'll miss that. But, um, but I, I think that's, I don't think he, I don't think he ever had it to turn it. Like when you say turn it around. It gives the impression like he was always knocking down threes reliably and I really never got the sense that he did. Now Carson Edwards is totally different. Uh, you know, he's a shooter and I think he definitely, you know, if anything, he's a little bit of an overshooter. Like he's trying to shoot his way into it on this team and they're letting him take the shots to get there and it's just not happening. Do I think he'll turn it around? Yeah, I do. I think this is who Shemmy is. Maybe not over, but he's, I just don't think he's like a major point. I would not want to be putting the ball in his hands beyond the arc on a regular basis ever.
0: Yeah, I know. I. I'm, I'm, it's sad to say because I, I think he's working on it. I think he's working on it probably as much as anybody, but it just seems to not extremely be likable for him. player.
1: Extremely likable sure. player, but I, I don't know that he's going to get over that hump. Nope. Yeah, I, you
0: know he has right now. There's only two players that have uh, fewer points than he does on the team. And, uh, one of those is Poirier and one of his Taco Fall. And, <laughs> That's
1: a pretty sad statement when you look at the base. So,
0: yeah. 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 So that's, you know, he's got 64 minutes played. Poirier is a fifth of that. Uh, you know, and, and Taco only played four minutes. So it's not even one tenth of it. So, and you know, it's not about, Ogilvy's value is not necessarily on the offensive end, but that's he's got to be best. a threat. He's got to be something, and, and for whatever reason, it, for whenever he's playing on this team, he struggles, and he has struggled consistently uh, throughout his Celtics career. Here and now, you're entering year three. It's it's somewhat puzzling how bad it's been because I don't know. I mean, certainly the the, the amount of time he's put into it belies that uh, type of. Um, you know, response, you know, response and production. And yet we're entering year three and you know, you've got to believe that Robert Williams just his numbers or excuse me, not Williams, Grant Williams. He's someone who you look more and more to and just say, well, at least he can do X, Y, and Z. You know, he can be a scorer. He can do, um, he can just provide a little bit more for us right now. And it's a little bit interesting because there have been a couple of lineups that. They have put Grant with Chevy, which I would think is completely bizarre. Uh, I don't really see the – to me, it's kind of a one or the other thing. But, you know, in the last couple games, and maybe that's dictated by who's been out. Uh, as you said, Jalen, Robert Williams, and Ennis. That's – you know, they're just – maybe they're just trying to play what they can. I don't know. But the bench is in a tough spot. They have not scored well. They have not played well. Uh, and other than Grant's – you know, he had a good last – Good last weekend. Um, not so great against Milwaukee. Not so great against uh, the Knicks there on Friday night. Um, and and they need more from that bench, but they should get it uh, once once uh, they have some health, uh, and, and it should come. But Carson Edwards, Carson Edwards needs to, he, he's cut the hair off, so now he's ready to make his buckets. Right, that's all it's going to take.
1: I legitimately think that having some fun with it could shake the rust off of him. And that's kind of my point is yeah. like, he's new and we've seen him do otherwise. And I don't think that's the case with Shemi. I don't think we've seen him ever get on fire, but defensively he's a serviceable piece. You can definitely bring him in, in certain minutes and especially on this squad. So it's not, I'm not down on Shemi. I just, I don't see him turning around the shooting per se. Um, I just don't think that's, I, I'm just not sure that's his role. Um, All right, what else we got? I'll tell you what we got. I'll tell you this right now. Football season is in full swing. Get into the game with our (laughs) exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional ball. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser. Straight bet parlay or tease your way through the season. (laughs) You can even bet on wild prop bets. Like who will be the first head coach to get canned? Well you can, can bet that on that ne- Yeah, you can bet on that next year. Will the <laughs> dolphins win a game? You can bet on that one next year too. Get the fastest to market odds updates and payouts with our new sportsbook partners. betonline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code CLNS 50. You want to know why? You're going to receive 50 percent. That's right, 50% welcome bonus, Woo. betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And guess what? Another sponsor, <laughs> ExpressVPN. What? what? You say another? Yes, another. And
0: <laughs> it's stressful. Expre-
1: <laughs> it's stressful?
0: No, expressful. Oh, expressful. It's
1: expressful. It's okay, full. okay. I got it. Here we go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. ExpressVPN. VPN. Hey. Everybody knows hey. that I complain about my ability to watch the Celtics since I moved from Maine oh to gosh. Pennsylvania. So that's right. Here I am in Pennsylvania, and I love watching my Celtics, and it used to be a big pain for me because they don't always show their games in my area. But this season, I discovered an amazing trick that lets me watch every single NBA game live for a fraction of the normal cost. It's called ExpressVPN, and here's how it works. The NBA offers the NBA League Pass. It lets you stream games online, but if you live in the U.S. or Canada, it doesn't let you watch all of them. Some games are blacked out. So what do you do? You fire up Express VPN and you use it to change your location to a different country. Buy and use the NBA League Pass from there, and boom! No blackouts. And depending on the country, NBA League Pass could cost less than 15 bucks for a whole year. Which makes me wonder why we're paying 160 in the US. That's a side thing. ExpressVPN works on your computer, phone, router, and consoles like Fire TV so you can watch all the games from any device. Even when I'm not watching the NBA, I have ExpressVPN on 24-7 because it also encrypts all my data, keeping it safe from hackers. Enjoy all 1,230 games of the NBA season in HD with the world's most trusted VPN, ExpressVPN. And guess what? Because you're a loyal listener, baby. Get out. Use my... (laughs) Get out. Use my special (laughs) link today to get three months free at expressvpn.com slash CSL, after which you can sign up for NBA League Pass at a huge discount. That's expressvpn.com slash CSL for three months free with a one-year package. Visit visit expressvpn.com slash CSL to learn more. All right, John. Wow. What, what do you want to go into as we wrap up the second half of the show? And get ready well, for outtakes.
0: I, you know, there's uh, – okay, so I listen to the Hoop Collective podcast uh, partly because I really, really like um, my man, uh, Brian Windhorst. <laughs> oh, you love him. Captain Big fan Queen of Wendy. Land. Big fan of Wendy. Anyway um, – he, they were talking about how Draymond Green's, um, Draymond Green's con, his extension was signed in such a way that would allow him to be dealt, uh, by presumably the Golden State Warriors, if they so wish, this trade deadline this year. And that was, that kind of set off a bit of a firestorm because obviously everyone is kind of looking at the Celtics roster and they're saying, does a big move need to be made? We got to do it. Who's the next guy? Who's worth it? How's it gonna work? Blah 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 blah. Um, I, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm. First of all, there's so there's two thoughts. One, do you need to make a move? Do you see what you do with, with what you have? I think. And then the other question is, how much does it cost to get whatever you're gonna upgrade to? And kind of the as I've kind of churned my way through the podcast, do your weekend? Uh, that's been that's been kind of the conversation: is do you need to do it? Do we not need to do it? Let's see what's going on. What do you think? I mean, do you think that this is uh, what is how how long is too long before the Celtics make a decision in terms of what they do? Uh, you know, do they have the or do they have the assets right now? Players on the roster right now who they can compete with. You know, do they give more 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 uh, opportunity to Robert Williams? Let's say who's performed way well. Tice has performed pretty well. What do you think? I think they leave it alone. Leave it
1: alone. And here's why: if the chemistry is working, let it ride. You can do whatever you need to do in the off season. You know what I mean. Contracts will be coming up, extensions will be signed, dot dot dot. I think you got to just sit tight, don't you think? I mean, who are they going to get? Who's available?
0: Well, I mean, that's you know, if you're looking at someone like Draymond Green, if he was no
1: no no, that's no, no. A you don't go scenario. Nah, nah, he's he's on the other side of it. He's on, I know he's still young, but he's on the other side of it. You can tell. Don't you think? On the well, downside? Like an early downside? Because he's a little undersized. So as he slows down a little bit, like longer players kind of, you know, last a little bit longer. But I, I, I thought he was on the downside last year.
0: Yeah. He, his, his shooting had, had really dipped. I mean, he was a 33% shooter, 38, 9%. It's shooter.
1: only what? 28?
0: 29? And- uh, let's see, he's 20... B-b-b-b-b-b- looking it up. He's 29, going to be 30 this year. So, yeah, he's not a great shooter. 30% shooter from three at this point. Last three years, he's been right... Last four years, he's been right around that number. Um, and, you know, I mean, still defensively, he is uh, an amazing, amazing defender uh, in theory, but you know actually he actually has not been great so far this year and last year he was not great so i you know for me personally would i i probably wouldn't look in that direction right now but it's early uh i you know by the time you get to you know february you might look in a different direction if you're the celtics you, you know but um clearly to, to me clearly the celtics need to add someone who is more solid, more reliable, more flexible uh, as they enter the playoffs. I'm not sure that they can compete, you know, with certainly let's, let's throw Philly out of the, out of the equation right now, but your average good NBA team, I'm not sure that they have enough in the middle to be able to compete in a, in a seven game series. Let's say no, so they definitely don't. Yeah. Which, definitely which is really what it's about, right? But I, mean, but I think the
1: only team that they have to be worried about with that is Philly. Mm-hmm. And maybe L.A., probably L.A., not the Clips, but the Lakes. You know what I mean? Anthony Davis could be a real problem for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, But if the, but
1: if the Clippers make it, are you really scared about the roster construction? I'm not, and – you know, they obviously can beat Milwaukee, but it's not really the the big man in the middle that's a concern there. It's Giannis, right? It's, so when you, you know, really it's Philly, it's Embiid. That's yeah. who you're concerned about. So uh, yeah, that's it for me. And, Lakers, and me, Lakers and Philly, ironically, actually, if you think so, about it, Lakers oh, and Philly.
0: Mm. So gross. So gross. I mean, I to me, like with Philly, I don't think I, t- I take a lot from the first game. I thought both, both teams were kind of out of sorts and trying to figure themselves out. And, you know, the next matchup I think will tell us a lot more about how the contrast of styles works. Uh, but even still, the contrast of styles for a quick team works really well in, you know – Mid January, but when you slow down in the playoffs, and it becomes a grinded out game, size does seem to matter, and we've seen that Isaiah you know was lighting up every team known to man, and then he'd he'd get to the playoffs, and they'd switch switch switch, and then they're switching him on to LeBron, and it's a wrap, you know, and that's. And I'm not saying that that's what's gonna happen. In fact, I think probably the Sulks are the ones who can maybe take advantage of more switches and more situations that benefit them probably with that quicker, you know, faster lineup. But it's still going to be a problem and you know finding that next dal horford is is a real challenge you know is it better to hold on to what they have not spend their draft capital not spend you know some of these younger players and consolidate and instead you know hope that a robert williams kind of takes the leap and and oh by the way his numbers are really good so, you know, and I don't want to throw that away. I want to see what I have there with Robert Williams before, you know, trying to, you know, figure out if I got to spend The team is so era.
1: young if you just hang on to it and grow them together, it can be wildly beneficial versus trying to cash in and age up right off the bat. And and honestly, if you were going to age up like that, then why didn't you just give Al Horford the money he was asking for so he would stick around? Because then you'd have your Embiid stopper in the postseason. So that's not the, that's not the direction they're going. So why trade assets away for somebody who's not as good as Al Horford when you could have just paid Al Horford to stay? Uh, you know what I mean? And maybe you would have had a bad contract. It just It's not congruent. Even if we would want to do it, it doesn't make sense for the Celtics to do it. The only way it makes sense is if they trade younger talent for young talent. And they just you know take one of those wings, which is you know a little bit of a commodity right it 's hard to come by really good wings in this league, so um, you trade you know maybe a Jalen Brown and you know like they talked about, and you go get a miles turner and i 'm not saying I want to do that because I actually like the small team to be honest with you, I like the small scrappy, fast. I think they can get more on up tempo i don 't even think they 've begun to hit pace. I think they're still just trying to figure it out. You know, the rhythm and everything of the defense and switching. But I think if they get, if they, if they just add 10% more speed to all of that, the steals that we've seen happen a couple of times a game could go up to five, six times a game. It could get really up tempo. And I think I would like to really see them push that ball hard because um, they're going to get younger, which means they're going to have legs, right? If they don't make a trade, They're just going to add more youth to this team and more youthful depth and they're going to build a culture and they're going to build a culture that comes from everybody wanting to prove themselves and establish themselves. And then you're going to have somebody like Hayward and Kemba who are two extremely unselfish leader types that is perfect for those roles, you know, unlike the player who shall not be named.
0: Right. Well, and, and you know, the pace argument I think is a really good one. Right now they're only about an average team in terms of uh picking up the tempo, which is kind of interesting as I would have thought.
1: It's all about the defense with that team. Well, you know, they they try to slow it down on defense and that's what slows down everything.
0: Yeah, but, but they both create, create the ball over.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So you think it would offset that a bit, but um that pace number has been uh you know i would have thought they would have been top 10 team in pace just because of uh, their situation maybe that's related to the fact that they're they've been playing some of their starters more minutes i mean 38 minutes and uh for a lot of those guys the other night against milwaukee um, a little bit less but 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 high also a high number against new york brad certainly feels like the need to play these guys a little bit more so maybe he's You know, turning down the juice a bit in terms of getting the up and down thing going. But, you know, the the big help for this team in terms of offense, the real boost that they've had is they're actually they're about their free throw rate is about 25 percent better this year than it was last year. They're getting to the cup. You know, Kemba's gained the cup a lot lately. Jason has made some strides there, though needs a little bit more. Certainly Gordon. I mean, even, even Marcus Smart, uh, you know, all those guys are gaining the line and, and that grifting is really helping them kind of make that step as a, a more efficient offensive team. You know, I still think they have a ways to go, but I think that the strides are certainly there and the signs are there that they could be a really good offensive team if they just continue to improve that, that same sort of rate. Um, and, 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 continue, and finish better around the rim. They haven't been shooting the ball very well. So, you know, some of those early quarter, uh, first half struggles, if they kind of water finds this level and that, uh in that regard over over you know maybe the next five games uh maybe they start shooting the ball pretty well and they go from being a decently efficient offensive team to one that's you know maybe much more of a of a higher echelon offensive team maybe even potentially a top five offensive team they certainly have the horses and when we see them turning on in these second halves of games you can see that there is uh, a great deal of potential there to be really dynamic in that end of the court
1: it's going to be awesome when you hit the doldrums part of the season if they can maintain the energy they're going to capitalize in a time that the last few seasons has actually been a struggle for them it could be a strength instead of that that negative and that would be phenomenal all right let's make our predictions for the coming week are you ready
0: um holding it up yeah i first think game, so i think first, i'm ready
1: first game uh tonight Tonight, yes. well, it'll yep. be tonight by the time anybody listens to this. Celtics and Cavs. Cavs are 2-4, and four, one of the worst teams, really. Although Kevin Love, almost back to his Minnesota days now that he's the only thing going. 20-plus <laughs> points, 14-plus rebounds. It's really interesting. It's really interesting for his career to kind of take that slide around LeBron and Kyrie and then all of a sudden slide right back
0: in on a bad team. Isn't that funny to you? Hilarious, especially in a way. Since How bad spurned, we wanted him. We're well, right. He uh, kind of spurned the Celtics. He kind of wanted to come here or come there, as opposed to coming to the Celtics. Uh, so you know, in a way, I don't feel that bad about it. But <laughs> that's all. Right. I don't
1: either. Okay, so that that's tonight, yes, and then tonight. Thursday we get old friend Terry Rozier, not in the preseason, but in a real game, not practice, but a real game. And Kemba, right? And it's a homecoming. They're going to be down in Charlotte. That game's on TNT at 8 o'clock. Then no back-to-back, so that's nice. San Antonio Spurs at 5 on Saturday, which is great because I could still enjoy the rest of my night without my family getting irritated at me for not hanging out. So that game will be over by seven thirty, eight o'clock, right on the money, just in time for a fire outside. And I think we've got a Monday game. Dallas Mavericks and Luka yep. Doncic uh, going freak show, dude. Two serious Oscar Robertson-style triple-doubles. First one against LeBron James, and then again, just
0: dominating, dominating. Killing it. Yeah, he's killing it right now. He's almost averaging triple-double. He's we thought he'd be good. 26, 9.5, and, and 10 right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might we be good, he'd... folks. We thought he'd be good
1: we 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 knew there's a good chance he'd be great. Nobody thought that he'd be putting up these kinds of- like he keeps this up. those are all star numbers for like Hall of Fame on the way. Mm-hmm. that's some ridiculous stuff. they're four and two, so right now, at least at the time we do this. so we got four games, tough ones hidden heading into that tough stretch, starting with the Spurs on Saturday. But Spurs and and uh, Dallas is going to be rough. Charlotte will be fun. Cleveland is meh. What's your predictions?
0: Meh.
1: Yeah. Uh, so meh. And hopefully we'll get our Jalen back because I need to see my boy.
0: Or Jalen back. Yeah. Oh, he used to come back. I need yes. him. Yes. Uh, no, I I think I'm going to go three and one. Uh, I'm tempted to go two and two to be completely honest, but I'm going to go three and one and I think they get the Mavs, but I think the Spurs, there's just something there. The Celtics always struggle against the Spurs uh, and And DeRozan and DeRozan, DeRozan all the more reason.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. I'm totally three and one. Yeah. I think they take Cleveland. You know, I definitely think they take Charlotte and I mostly because Kemba goes home. It's a home game for Kemba. Yep. So I don't think that's a salty fan base. I think they appreciate what he's done. And I think he's going to feel nice at home, nice and at home. And he's shook off the first game or two jitters and, you know, he's got two 30 point games under his belt and, uh, he's feeling pretty good. And I think when he goes into, goes into Charlotte. He's going to be giving them uh I miss you guys performance and it's going to be good. And he's not so selfish that that's going to undermine their ability to win like it might with another player. So, uh, but I'm with you. I think DeRozan has always, you know, kind of made things difficult. Even when we had young, long players, I remember saying Jalen is the guy who can make DeRozan, you know, I don't think so. And, uh, you know, they got Aldridge and, and their well coached team, dot 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 dot. So I think you're right. But I think Marcus Smart gives Luca fits. And I think there's a shot, like a legit shot that Marcus might start that game even if Brown's healthy.
0: Well, you know, just kind of looking at who they've played. I mean, they've they played the Wizards. He went, he went toe-to-toe with Beal. Uh, Beal's not exactly a defensive player. Um, you know, Drew Holiday in the next game against the Pelicans. Um, Portland, neither of those guys, those guards are going to give him a run. Uh, so we know the LeBron. Uh, well, I, I excuse me, I, I skipped the the Denver Nuggets game. Um, and then Cleveland, they bombed him by 20. I, They've had they, he's been pushed, but um, I don't think he's been pushed to the level where Boston is going to throw with where Boston is going to throw at him with either Smart or or Jalen Brown. Frankly, I mean I, you're right. I, I trust smart in that situation a little bit more than I do Jalen just because of the fact that Doncic is so crafty and that I would prefer to have our crafty guy go up against their crafty guy uh, as opposed to Jalen who's uh, certainly skillful but but perhaps is prone to lapses and a guy like Luca could really take advantage so I'm I'm all with that I, I and I I think it could that could be a really good win. You know, to go lose on the road in San Antonio, to go 2 and 1 on the road trip, not bad, but if you come home and then set that mark against the team that right now is number 1 in the league in offensive rating, I think that'd be a really good mark to to set in terms of being halfway through the month and really, you know, uh making a good mark for this team because they really are under the radar, 4 and 1. Nobody is talking about the Boston Celtics right now except for Celtics fans. Everyone else is talking about everybody else. They're talking about ESPN. Miami.
1: ESPN though ranks them high, you know, like in but the power rankings. Still behind
0: rankings. Milwaukee. Still no. behind Milwaukee. They no, I thought Milwaukee. they were above Milwaukee. No, they were. They were. Well, the one I saw, they were below them. I'm not yeah, sure. I don't know. You know, but I, I like, think. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Here's what's gonna happen. Two more weeks. Hayward yeah. keeps playing like he has. They're gonna be talking about him completely different. Don't worry, they'll get there, dude. Let's let's let them beat us down so we can rise from the ashes like the phoenix all right this broadcast will be available on demand on the clns media mobile app Ah! (laughs) and don't forget to follow us on twitter at csl underscore justin and at csl underscore duke heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in and remember that you can help support the show by (laughs) subscribing to celtic stuff live on itunes and stitcher we'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review you because, John, stop it. Your feedback is important to the show. For staff writer, Samuel Elias, executive producer, where's your Elias?
0: Yay! I'll, no, I, I thought we'd go to the next one. I thought we were skipping Sammy. I was oh, going to go to Larry. There. Executive
1: producer, Larry! <laughs> <laughs> the founder of CLNS Media, Nick Gelso, and my co-host, John Duke. I'm Justin Poolin. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Celtic Stuff Live. All right, so you were talking about, yes, you were talking about do we trade the assets and the players and da 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 but that Memphis pick, they're right there probably in the bottom five of the league and it's top six protected. I think we want it to wait another year. I think we want the unprotected. I think Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee, I think Memphis will be bad again, one more year. And then we really want to get another like top one or two pick, maybe top three. That would be phenomenal for the Celtics to add at that stage in the game. Because just as Kemba's phasing out and just as, you know, Hayward. I think Hayward's gonna come back at the end of this contract, actually. I really do. Um, but I I may be a shorter term deal or whatever. I but I think he I think he's gonna end up coming back. And um but either way, having that pick wait just one more year and get four years of the rookie salary kind of tailing out and it could be a guard, then that could be somebody that's really transitioning in as maybe Kemba is phasing out? Because I don't think they're going to have Kemba after this contract. I think that's it. Or if he does, it's one of those veteran bargain kinds of, you know what I mean? He's just hanging around. <laughs>
0: he's been here five minutes, and you're like, I think he's gone after this.
1: Well, this he's going to be 34, and he's an undersized guard.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's be pretty much years. a guarantee. Yeah, but he'll opt out after the third year. So, I mean, he'll be 33, and then the question will be it, – there'll it, be a tough question – you know how well will he play? Will his play have dropped off? Is it going to be an Al Horford situation? You know, I think that's kind of where they'll be with him. Um, I think they'd It'd love just to be keep great him.
1: if they could get a good point uh, guard with that Memphis pick two years from now, because they'll have said player for about a year with three more years in the rookie deal and tons of max salary still on the books. So it'll give them a ton of flexibility to stay competitive. Do you you move that pick, or do you want it to convey this year? Do you want it? even if it means that we get the seventh pick overall or do you want it to tail off one more year
0: well you know it's it's funny we are we have not started the college basketball uh you know kind of um you know we always go into the draft stuff early on we haven't kind of gone there um but you know if we if we were going there you know there is you know i i don't know that we're at the point where we're ranking the draft i don't know that we're Uh, I don't think we're as strong, perhaps, in that area, certainly once you get outside the top handful there. So, yeah, I mean, theoretically, at this point, I'd rather wait and have a pick of the litter and not know what what we're going to end up with. Whereas at this point, it looks like a lot of the best players will be within that top five. So, might as to well stick around. There's also a question, though, whether Wiseman, the guy at the center there that's in Memphis, whether well, he's actually as good as people think he is. Because a lot of people have had their eyes on him as a player for a while. Uh, he may not be as good as people have have, have advertised. So, we're going to see that pretty soon. Uh, college basketball kicking off really this week uh some of the Duke players, Duke in and Kansas kicking off and uh, or tipping off, I suppose. Uh, we'll see where that goes. I I I don't think I'm at a point where I'm I wanna pick a player um because I think that it's I think as an asset the Celtics could use it as a trade chip. I think that's what they need to use it for. I do not see a way in which a twenty four year old, twenty five year old uh Jason Tatum one should be worrying about an 18 year old coming in. You know, I think it, I think they're at a point where they need to use that as a trade chip, uh, but they got to maximize it. And I don't think, they'll think they can really maximize that trade chip this season. Uh, that will be the, the main question. And, and you want to trade it. I, I do, I do, but I don't know who it's who for and who you couple, couple that with to get something better. You know, I I I think you're right. I think Hayward does stay right now. If you were to ask me, I think Hayward does stay. I think he opts in and then tries to go into the into the uh the contract free agent palooza uh, in the season in summer of 2021 when there'll be a lot money a lot more money available, and so there'll be a little bit of stability. He can have a, a proven track record of two seasons playing like this, cash in on a last big contract before he. Uh, you know, really starts to tail off. And I think that works out well for the Celtics. Uh, and he's what, 30 at that point? Yeah, I think so. I think he'd be 30 at that point.
1: He could definitely get another three or four year deal just sure. fine.
0: Yep. It probably won't be here, but if he, opt uh, then the other question is if he opts in, does that then make him, you know, trade bait? He may opt out and look to sign a, a smaller deal, a two or three year deal with Boston. I don't know, but, uh, just to solidify where he is for next season. Uh, but I think, I think he's gonna stay at this point. I just, there's been too much invested in him from Boston's point of view. Uh, and I think he seems like the type of guy that doesn't, uh, that wears that heavily. And I think that, that's something that's important to him. Just a guess, no idea. Uh, but I, I wanna trade, I, I wanna trade that piece. I, I think they need to do that, but I don't know how they can I don't know what the pathway is because right now so many guys are off the market. So um, if they use that to get build Draymond them young, Green, I'm build there. them young. No, build it young, build it young, build it. But eighteen, that's too young, isn't it? I mean, you put an eighteen-year-old next to Jay, next to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, isn't that too young this year? But that's why I wanted to wait two years. They like, get much no, more. They're still eighteen. That's what I'm saying. They're older, and then it's further from. When the player is picked, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. I absolutely do because I just think that that you're saying that the guys that that player is going to be too young to make a difference for a yeah. couple of years and get through it. And you have these, I don't think that's necessarily true with a top two or three pick. I mean, Jason Tatum's in year three, right? And, and by all, I mean, look, look at the rebounding. Look at the points. You know, that's exactly my, my whole theory is let's wait a year. So that Kemba and Hayward and Tatum and Brown, hopefully, cause I'm saying don't trade anybody. Those yes. players are getting right to the end. You bring in the 18 year old. It's one, maybe two seasons and it really lets Kemba, uh, it really lets Tatum and Brown emerge now that they're old enough and they can become the, they'll be almost the same age as Hayward by then, right? They'll be like 22 years from now. They'll be 25, 26. Mm.
0: Uh, no, 25, 23 and 25, I think. 24 Jason.
1: 25. I thought they were only a year apart. I know they well, were. Well,
0: Jason's birthday is like six, is like March, is it? Oh,
1: okay. Right.
0: And Jalen's is in the fall. So Jalen, Jalen just turned 24 or just yeah. turned 23. Excuse me. Yeah, he just turned 23. So it'll be
1: turning 24 and one already 25 to start that season, and then you have yeah. an 18 or a 19. Could be a 19-year-old. See, I think that's perfect because then they assert themselves through great role modeling from Kemba Walker and Hayward, and then that 18-year-old is sort of like them, and there's enough distance that they're not competing. For that playing time or ball possession need to evade, you know, to get better, they'll become more efficient players. They'll have watched guys already do that for their benefit, and they'll be more willing to do it for an 18-year-old to bring that level up. And then, especially if that player's talented, I mean, could you imagine if you draft a Luka Doncic? Don, yeah. yeah, God, Doncic. You draft him to go with those two guys. It won't matter if he's eighteen or nineteen or twenty. You know what I mean? You win yeah. big win big on a facilitator score and the three of them are playing together after Kemba's kind of phasing out and maybe Hayward, you know, goes on to one last big contract. It's a big deal. Rob Williams make it, you know, yeah. doing yeah. better at that point.
0: But but you look talk at how the many ball is your starting center. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> I just
1: said that so you would loosen up and enjoy my theory.
0: I, I guess the issue is I, that I say is they, could they win games? Yes. Can they win the championship? I'm not so sure. And that's, that's what I'm looking at is how do we get Tatum and Brown? You were looking that at
1: that team? last year and it almost, I'm comes still looking to at everything that. with the whole. I'm oh
0: my you, God.
1: They're here. They're here. Stop looking for what's going to come save us and watch this team do what they did. Listen, they were in the Eastern Conference two years ago without Joe Schmo, Dink,
0: nah. But they weren't gonna win it. Like that's the thing. Like I don't know that they wouldn't have been competitive if they had gotten by Cleveland. competitive. Competitive isn't winning it though. Like that's yeah, the but, that but they were so like, young. We were If you in just, it. If you just right. wait a little bit,
1: two right. more years, maybe they're in it.
0: They At had a, they had a fast, dude. They had a Horford right. and an yeah. IT. God. It's just not enough. Like you need. More veterans to win. I'm talking yeah, about the Terry
1: season. I'm talking about the Kyries injured. I'm talking about the Terry Rozier season. Forget Isaiah. I'm okay. talking about Terry Rozier and Brown and Tatum and Horford going and making that run. I'm just telling you, that team was within one game of the NBA Finals, and they were super young and now they're getting a little bit older i think you're undercutting i think you're sh- i think you're cutting them short i can't wait till this season keeps going on dude just watch what chemistry means that's it and it, ev- and everybody else
0: if you're still listening <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome